Hi, everyone. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and our special guest, David. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you guys. Welcome back, everyone. Yay! Week number eight of doing this. (laughs) Episode eight. Got one left. Got one left. Two-hour episode. Two-hour episode. I know it's coming. (laughs) Two-hour episode. (laughs) Make it happen, Feige. The trigger. Right. Introduction yes. time. Dave, you're up. Yep. On oh, me. Oh, yeah. I'm always first. Hi. Yeah. I am David Sago. Um, thanks for having me, guys. I am a podcast producer and host and founder. Um, I founded the Grit and Grind Basketball Pod, uh, which is on all platforms if you are into the NBA. Um, I am also into nerd culture. Um, I like the old school cartoons, um, Spider-Man, uh, X-Men, Centurions. I go, I go all the way back through all of them. Um, and I'm into obviously the MCU, Marvel comic universe. Uh, I dabble in comics a little bit, dabble in anime a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I dabble in gaming culture. Um, I'm a PS4 owner. Uh, but I grew up on Nintendo and obviously played everything in between, inside, outside, and around with friends as I grew up. Mm, you like that one, Tom? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name's Tom. I'm 50% of the Catching Up With The Nerds podcast. And if JC is the Loki of Catching Up With The Nerds, uh, no, no, wait, you're the Thor of the Catching Up With The Nerds. I'll be the Loki of the podcast. I messed up that intro. That was nice. Smooth. Um, <laughs> I have been married to my wife, Ellie, for the last, well, few years. And we've been together for 20 years. We've got two kids, one who is four named Louis, and the other one who is 11, named Emily. Um, I like everything that has to do with video games, um, nerdy f- movies and comics and anime, and, well, a little bit of anime. Uh, and I think that's it. Like, like, I'm pretty much like Dave. I grew up on, 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 the, on the video game war times. Um, but I'm a Sega man. You're a Nintendo. I'm a Sega, and you know who's the best. I won. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't win. Um, anyway, that was me, and now it's JC's turn. Ooh, so I'm Juan Carlos Garay. Uh, better you calls me JC. I am the other half of the podcast, and I like to think that I am the fat Thor to Tom's Korg sat playing video games. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Thanks. And we're and we're calling up kids and telling them off to get off of uh, playing Fortnite. Nice Fortnite. <laughs> uh, but I am also married to a lovely woman named Fiorella. I have an eleven-year-old named Aiden, a daughter, a five-year-old named Arabelle, and. <laughs> All right, we'll get through this. So uh, I love <laughs> comic books, graphic novels. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get to it. I'll right, get there. Go for it. Comic books, mm. graphic novels, and mm-hmm. occasionally <laughs> Sorry, lost the plot already. All right. This is going to be the best episode ever. Yeah. Uh, let's carry on. Best step mm. ever. Can't right. stop. Won't stop. All righty. So, what are we? Yeah. What are we talking what are we about? 
What are we doing, Tom? Uh, um, uh, well, this is the special in the series of WandaVision. So we're now episode eight. And like we mentioned before, um, there's one more to go. But before we get to that, that ninth episode, we need to talk about what happened in that lovely, awesome episode that was... Uh, that happened last Friday. Um, we assume that everyone who's listening to us now um, has watched the episode. So um, if, uh, if you've not done so, please do so now, because uh, I don't want to be here and say, hey, spoilers. We assume you've watched it. I don't want to get any other messages on Instagram saying, hey, you spoiled it for me. No, <laughs> no. Please spoil switch it yourself, yourself. Go, go watch. Yeah, exactly. Spoil it yourself. <laughs> Um, right, let's start with um, what we thought about the episode first. I think our impressions. Who wants to go first? Special guest. All oh. right, Dave. What do you think? <laughs> it's my cue. Um, what did I think of this episode? Hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't think it was one of my favorites, but it was definitely definitely an interesting episode. Definitely a necessary episode. Um, and yeah, I, I was generally happy with the episode uh, i was a little surprised that they um spent another what 40 minutes of the yeah. rest of the show filling in stuff that's going on in the past um and again i have no idea how they're gonna squeeze everything that i think may or may not happen into one episode but it was good it was nice to see what we saw um and it's good to know where it was good that they filled in that blank between um, Endgame and the show yeah. starting. Yeah, yeah there's, there was definitely a, a lot of answers um, mm. um, of things that we, that I personally thought we would never see that happen in between the, the Avengers film. I think that was pretty cool to see those, those gap being filled in. Um, do, you, do you want to talk about your impressions of the episode, JC? Or yeah. Did you so- love it? Fine enough, I did love this episode. Um, I have thoughts around the timing of this episode, uh, for sure. But the episode itself, I think, is actually my favorite episode. Um, and it's just, it, it has the crossover that I kind of was hoping for this whole time, which is the crossover with, this is the first time that explicitly mental health has been at the center of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's always been implied. And it's always been like, oh, that's the ongoing theory. This is all about yeah. one's mental health. But now that we actually get to dive into it, it's like I've always had this like fascination with just the mental health and mm-hmm. and how how it plays out, especially in pop culture. And I just think that this just hit the sweet spots for me. So for me, I actually actually absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. What what um what was what we talking about when you said about in terms of timing? Is it is it is that something you want to elaborate later on or is that something you yeah. okay to talk about? Oh, okay, fine. We'll, we'll get back to that then. Yeah. I'll get my answer in time. Yeah. Actually. Um, personally, I love that episode. Uh, I'm not sure that's my favorite one, but again, any episode of any series with some sort of answers to, you know, direct answers um, to any questions or any gaps we had, um, I, I always tend to get those episode, episodes up there in the, in the in the ranking of yes this other great greatest one um yeah i thought it was good uh, i really in in terms of how they pasted i would have loved to spend a little bit more time in in um in the real world as in not going back in time uh there's there's just that scene with the parents i guess we'll get back to it i, 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 I thought it was slightly too long a little bit 
uh, it could have been explained and uh, re-edited in a way that could have it could have shaved a couple of minutes that would have been given then to um, Mephisto. More, Mephi- no, not Mephisto. <laughs> a, bit more, a bit more, a bit more Agnes time. Um, but yeah, again, and again, the, the the one thing that um, I keep saying that every week, the, the one thing that I really love was the the acting again. Uh, I think that's above anything else is um, Agnes and and Wanda both deserve <laughs> some sort of uh, reward at the end of, yeah. of the shows, you know. Honestly, um, yeah. Uh, Golden Globe or whatever, which were last night. But yeah, again, it's outstanding acting from everyone, but especially for those two ladies. Um, actually, every week it's like, like oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know it keeps getting better and better um right moving along with yeah. how it looks like and i think every week there's lessons less to say about <laughs> the aesthetics and and everything else um yeah apart, apart from what what else could we say <laughs> it's just uh now we moved fully moved into the mcu world right it looks like a movie it feels like a movie uh yeah. a short movie that's what it feels like in terms of of um the looks um do we want to talk about the marvel logo at the start on on look though oh yeah Uh, but on look though what i will say is like what caught me is actually what they didn't do uh i actually really like to try how they've they shot the transitions from one like like uh memory scene Mm -hmm. to the other when they go back through time um but i kept thinking you remember you remember birdman or like yeah. 1917 yeah, yeah. or whatever, like the continuous shot thing. Yeah. It would have been dope if they had done that. Like just a continuous shot through like every part of her memory and just kind of kept it going. Even if they kind of did like a, like a fake cut, I think it would have been such a nice opportunity because they were using those doors. Yeah, You could just easily like step into the next, step to the next. Ambitious, but it, I think it would have been very cool visually if they could have done that. Mm-hmm. That would have, I mean, they have the budget to do it and the brains to do it. So it could have been a, a way. Nice. I mean, they, we'll see. I, I probably won't happen in the next one because if there's going to be a big fight scene and stuff, yeah. like, I can't do that in one go. Yeah. That would have been badass. You know, that'd be a weird flex just to go. Yeah. <laughs> we could film that with, without CGI. Yeah. So, uh, maybe not. Um, right. Yeah. In terms of looks, I don't, I don't have much else to say. I mean, yeah. I guess you get a point. Shall we go with the plot? JC's time to shine, um, walking us through the episode and giving us a three sentenced <laughs> short episode. Yeah, drink that water, hydrate. Oh, Let's go. To be hydrate. Off we go. All right, theme music. Play it, Tom. Um, we'll get there. We'll slice it in one day when we have money to actually have theme music for each mm, person. Yes. Okay. So, first of all, the three sentence summary. We get a witch witches witch battle. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. We Good get number. a bewitching trip down memory lane. Ah. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a vision into the future. Okay, so in soccer terms or in football for us, <laughs> that's a red card. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say hat trick, but never mind. No, it's not a hat trick. I could have gone with the yellow card, but you get straight straight back to the changing rooms. As my old basketball coach used to say, sometimes you got to grab yourself by the hand and just take yourself out of the game. Yes. <laughs> sometimes that's required. Double take. <laughs> go on. <laughs> All right, go on. Let's do this. So episode is called Previously On. Uh, we start off with the Marvel intro, to your point. It kind of fades to, mm-hmm. to, to that purple. Uh, 
uh, which is pretty cool. And then we have this open in 1693 in Salem, Massachusetts, uh, where the Salem witch trials are happening. Someone pointed out that this actually the specific year is the last year of the trials. So yes. this is very much a witch based trial uh, where we see all witches gathering and Agatha is accused, who is now no longer Agnes, uh, accused of using dark magic. And she says that the magic just kind of like bent to her power. So she was able to wield it. Uh, the to long story short on that one is all the witches attack her from all sides. She's able to basically suck their magic out of them. And all is left is like the like this dehydrated husk. Um, she eventually has ultimate showdown with her mom. Her mom eventually also kind of shoots her with that uh, other magic. She then sucks the magic out of her mom as well. And mom's gone. And we know where Ag Agatha got her powers. Uh, we then cut back to the basement where we pick up where we left it off after the amazing theme song that we got for Agnes. Mm -hmm. uh, or sorry for Agatha and then she first admits to making fake Pietro and calls him Pietro yeah. which I feel is like the line that Darcy needed to have in that moment yeah. but was taken like, from her very swiftly yeah. um, but she's she's kind of trying to figure out how Wanda is creating this gigantic illusion because she's worked so hard for years to just make small illusions and she can't figure out how Wanda made this, this huge illusion that even works on its own um, and Wanda can't or won't answer uh, but then we uh, um, Ag Agnes Agatha, Agatha. Uh, says we're going back to check out some real reruns and we could take this kind of back through memory lane sort of moment where we, where we start off going into Sokovia through these doors that kind of lead into her, her memories and we go to the infamous apartment where the bomb fell right we get to see them as kids we get a younger version of Wanda cast which I thought was a good casting acting wise, but the, but I think look wise was the right look, uh, but, yeah. but, her, but I thought the I thought the little girl was very effective in how she played the scene though. Um, but then we find out and this, we'll, we'll come back to this, but I honestly love the, the idea that the dad was selling DVDs out of a suitcase and I'll come back to why, to me, that actually hit really hard. Um, but then uh, we see the kids wanting to have like a, a movie night where the purpose is they only speak English and they watch English shows, right? Mm -hmm. to almost like prepare themselves for a life outside of Sokovia or just with the rest of the world in some way, right? Uh, but then the bomb drops, it kills her parents. We see the kids hiding under the, the, the bed. Wanda reaches out and then somehow is about to do something to the bomb. And then we cut back to, to, to Agatha. And then we get to, to, to hear her say, oh, you probably used a probability hex on it or you use a probability hex on it. So we never actually see the magic happen, yeah. but we know that that's how they get out of the room. We then go to the Hydra lab. Uh, Wanda admits that she actually willingly joined Hydra as like this like revolutionary group. Um, but then she is sent into the room with the Infinity Stone, still stuck to uh, Loki's scepter. And then the stone comes loose, comes to her. It reveals itself as a yellow stone and she gets to see a vision of what we now know is the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And then we see her at the end watching an episode of The Brady Bunch, which also has some stuff that we need to talk about later. Um, but then we cut back to Avengers HQ. And this is now when they've already, like she's joined the Avengers. She's sitting with Vision in the room and is clearly having a moment of grief in the early stages of grief. And Vision is just trying to help her and he's being really nice. And then he has probably one of the best speeches honestly in the whole mcu when he talks about that grief is just the perseverance of love 
and it, it just lands really nicely. And we get to see how the relationship begins to start and blossom. Um, we then cut over to the Sword HQ, where we see we find Wanda post-blip trying to recover uh, Vision's body. Uh, she goes to the front desk and does what all of us do, which is be really mean to people that have no real control over letting <laughs> yeah. you into the building or not. But we decide they're going to be mean to them regardless. Um, and then she meets with Hayward and sees the dismantled body. And, and, and honestly, like uh, an absolutely harrowing scene, like the way that, that it's dismantled and is being taken apart. Um, she then wants to bury, she says, oh, she wants is she wants to bury him. Right. She wants to bury Vision's body and give him a proper send off. Hayward says he can't because that is three billion dollars worth of vibranium. Um, she breaks the glass, go down, goes down, and then she's next to Vision's head and she can't feel him anymore. And, and it, it feels like it's a moment of, to a certain degree, a little bit of closure, realizing that he actually is dead. And all she wants to do is just be able to move on and grieve him. She she goes to her car, finds a letter where we realize she's driving to Westview based on what's in the letter and to find her going to this empty plot of land, which just has a foundation in it. And we find that it's actually a deed to that land that vision drew up for them where he wants them to grow old in. And she falls to her knees and unleashes like a huge burst of magic that transforms the whole town. It kind of gets us back to where we, the Westview that we know. And we see her create vision from scratch, right? And then we kick off with that first uh, Dick Van Dyke episode uh, where they're in black and white. Um, we then uh, know that Agatha's in the audience. She starts clapping. And then we cut away to Agatha holding the two twins by like purple magic rope thing um and they're both being held by the neck um in this and then agatha is in full dress and everything she looks the witch part she's up in the air she's like channeling all those vibes and then we cut back to no go like that's the end of the episode we're done at that point but we have a post-credit scene in which we get to see a version of Vision that was put together by Hayward, which is this, this is the assault they're, they're going to launch on the town, we now find out. And it is a white version of Vision that has been recreated, and it does not feel like it is the Vision that we know. And there you have it. Yeah, badass. So much stuff going on in that one. Um, ton of stuff. Yeah, ton of stuff. So do we want to go back through the episode and pick off favorite moments or the moments we'd like to discuss a bit more i'm happy to, to to share my why i feel this episode came at the wrong time go for it mm -hmm. yeah so i just feel that if this episode comes before the one where monica runs into the hex i think it's more effective um i think that monica running into the hex sets up your last episode better than this episode because what just happened, we, one, get more connected into this is about Wanda. Because we've talked about who is this actually about? Is it about Vision? Is it about Wanda? Is it about Monica? It is about Wanda's grief. And that sets that up very nicely to then bring back Monica as now that Wanda knows everything that she knows and, and, and uh, Monica running back in, that informs the next set of events is about to happen because we're going to i'm assuming we're going to pick up the last episode with monica just outside the house right so i felt that if you could have flopped him i think it would have been a bit more effective so i like the episode on its own i just failed the timing of it isn't quite right mm, i see yeah. what you but, mean yeah. I, it would just be difficult with the because don't forget when monica does run in yeah uh wanda's hostile towards her 
and for that to happen um for her to reject her rather than embrace her um they would have to swap that around yep. right she would have yep. to yeah she would have to embrace her as knowing that agnes is agatha harkness yes 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 and, and i still think you can write your way around that uh but mm. i agree that that moment where they have the showdown and she kind of mm. does the superhero land you have to adjust the writing on that a bit mm. uh so yeah no agree and it's current you couldn't just re-edit but i think mm. you could re do a little bit of rewrite but no i agree that 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 is problematic mm. yeah, and there's, there's also the fight i think monica showing up um and confronting wanda outside is the last straw for agatha and she's like she sees that from, yes. the, from inside and she's like all right, I had enough. Let's let's um, let's get let's get that's, this. Uh, that's yeah. that's the, on the road catalyst to tell the story. I, I mm-hmm. think so. But okay, I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. you. That's I a good point. No, I totally missed that. I agree yeah. with you that in terms of of her going back in as um, you know with the superpowers and everything, then it, it would have been cool that way. So, but you you can rewrite it any way yeah. you really want to. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. I, I don't think either of them were necessarily better or better, worse than the other one but yeah they, they would have made i would have been mad at that you know i would have been okay with having it in mm-hmm. that order too um yeah. i just think that the way they've set it up um it feels um like they did okay but again yeah you could you, uh, to be fair that episode you could have had it also as episode number one like just trying to explain everything and then bang <laughs> <laughs> going to it um which would have been weird they I've heard that theory a couple of times on the web right now. Just like you could start off with this episode and just set the stakes for the whole show, yeah. And and that's where you get into like the 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 sitcom format versus the the actual ongoing narrative of the MCU. And which one do you fare? Because you put this in, and then the sitcom format doesn't feel as mysterious as it did before. But at the same time the relationship feels more meaningful if you get this first. So there's like a plot versus style thing that, that could be at odds. So yeah. I can see how you could do that, but I don't think you need to go that early. I would have, I would have been oh, perfectly happy with like three sitcoms and then getting this episode. I think I would have been fine with that. Yeah, that's true. Um, right. Should we, I don't know. I, I, the the one thing I, I, I want to pick up on is uh, I don't know if it's it feels within the Easter eggy part of the show, but um, <laughs> um, the, the, there's a couple of scenes that I thought were really cool, and I sort of want to touch you know touch on a bit. I think the opening scene of um, of uh, the Agatha, well, I, I like to call it Agnes. I think it's cool, um, but you know the, the witch trial. I thought that was really cool with the, the because I wasn't expecting. I was expecting a, a, the actual trial to take place. So in terms of origin stories, mm. there's a slight twist. But again, we we that's what Marvel does with um, mm. say taking free, taking liberties with the the original material. So. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, and I, and I actually like the the choice of color was very important to me. That the fact that she's using the that she's got a purple um, thing going on there, where it's um, um, which we've seen before in Doctor Strange, uh, where all the baddies are drawing their energies from Dormammu in the dark dark universe or whatever it's called. Um, so I thought that was a cool thing, and it's really nice way to explain how Doctor Strange is going to fit in 
very soon <laughs> in the next episode. Um, it's because it's not. It's getting to me. It's getting to the point where I think it's inevitable that it's gonna, you know, he's gonna be dropped in. You know, maybe at the at the end of episode nine or maybe throughout. Who knows? But I think that throughout the episode, there's a bunch of hints like that. There's like, yeah, there's there's way too many references to me. As in, you know, when she gets to um do the spell to open up the door the first door she grabs that she pulled that hair of Wanda's head just to start a spell just to get the door open and that's yeah. a spell that there's something that is used by Dr. Dr. Strange I think on Thor in which one is it is it on rank no it's on I can't remember which Avengers film it is now but um when Thor gets back to Earth to pick up Loki who's now um it's the style of Ragnarok I think um where Thor goes, gets back to Earth and mm-hmm. it's, 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 I can't remember it's a mid credit scene I don't remember anyway they, they, they are, the Thor lands in um, Doctor Trench's house and he, he, oh, yeah. one of his hair and he can pull one of his hair and it's like here's your brother go get him yeah. um, so it, that's it's an end, end credit scene yeah. it's an end credit scene yeah. so, so I thought it was a pretty cool one fairly so sure. it's, it's yeah. um, and that's being used and again it's, it's a Doctor Strange reference you know that it, it's being implied that yeah. he's gonna be there i can feel it in my bones um so i think that, that was the first one i really enjoyed the, the the opening i think was one of the best opening in the from all the episodes we've had so far um and then going on into the, the of you know um agatha explaining why she's doing the things she's doing and the, all the spells and stuff like that and what's made clear from the opening is that actually you think um that she was in charge of everything she's putting all the strings and she's doing it because you know at least for, for me it was so you know Agatha is there and she you know Wanda got into her space and uh, she started using magic and she thought that maybe one you know she was controlling Wanda to get to something but actually it looks like now well actually Agatha is questioning why she's there and maybe and she looked a bit scared at the start of it like as in she's questioning what's going on and she's like I'm, I'm not too sure who you are. I've got my doubts. Mm. And that's coming from a place of like, uh, I'm actually a bit shitting bricks here. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know how powerful you are, but you do be, you've been doing things like tell me. And I think that was a quite a nice, a nice um, twist to it. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting her to be questioning her. It, mm. I thought it would be more like, now I've got you, I've got your kids. Let me explain my, my plan, yeah. you know, like no, yeah. all the all the baddies doing all this movies, yeah. like you know, uh, once I got you and before I kill you in the next thirty five minutes, um, let me walk you through my plan. I thought <laughs> that was going to happen, but no, actually, it's like, oh, damn, you know, you, who are you? I thought I thought like when she said that, I was like, ah, cool. She's it's, she's not, and and also saying that it opens the door, a uh, possibility for for her role within the next few movies, which is going to be well, there's room for her to turn around, you know turn around and be a good witch um if that's potentially. it <laughs> um you know potentially go to the the, the good side of things and 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 be a, a mentor maybe to wonder or maybe like a, be a sidekick to wonder or something like that so i don't know if you guys had the same with with um agatha's role um and the way she was portrayed in that episode i don't know if you agree with me on that one yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, yeah, that is. It is interesting that they that they did that. That she was very much curious in this episode. She wasn't. It was when we normally get these. Um, these sort of let me take me. Let me. Normally, it's let me t- let. Normally, it's I'm going to take you down memory lane. Yeah. To teach you something about yourself. 
whether exactly. it's like um, uh, Christmas Carol or one of mm-hmm. any of those shows where they take you down and show you your past and um, try to unlock something within you. She was more going down that path to understand her, like you said, and, and that was an, an interesting way of doing it. Um, and then we have the revelation at the end with the, the nickname finally yep. being applied. Um, and it's interesting that um, the way she says the name, you're um, the Scarlet Witch, uh, leads us to believe that it's like a, a post almost, like a position that's held and has been yep. held over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, that almost ties nicely into the vision that um, Wanda has when she touches the Mind Stone, mm-hmm. when she sees a faint figure in the in the background, um, who basically has the silhouette of the um, of the Scarlet Witch that we know from the comics, um, almost as if that was her being getting those powers bestowed upon her uh, and that that vision that vision was again another thing that i, I, I thought was very dr strangey as in like that's how he usually flies in and he's always with if you if you watch because i watched dr strange back um, last week mm-hmm. and like there's a few times that he just flies around and he lands with his arms open like this like the way um it's the same floating way i thought was quite interesting and there. that's also how um how agatha flies yeah. up at the yeah. end of the first scene she flies up with her arms. Like witches fly, mm. wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was quite. A, I thought that was quite cool. Um, mm. Just in, in general, just bringing in the, uh, uh, I guess, witchcraft mythology was yeah. pretty cool um, because we haven't seen a whole lot of that since Doctor Strange, and even Doctor Strange is like it's touched on for sure. But here, I feel like they really leaned into like, oh no, like there's types of witches, like for example, like the Scarlet Witch, right? And 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 like we see the trials and how from those days it, it they had groups of witches that that ran together and did stuff, right? So it's like we get a new mythos that we haven't had much of before, and it's it's referred throughout the the MCU as well. Like Thor's mom is a witch. Um, ah, if you remember right. in Endgame, like she says, you know, I know you're not the, the Thor yeah. I know because I, you know, I was raised by witches. Um, and it's refer- I think it's referred in, in, in a bunch of films or other films, but <clears throat> it, was, it was weird to see somebody else doing magic with their hands that is not Dr. Dr. Strange or Wanda. I thought it was quite cool to see that at the start. That's why I, I really uh, dig the, entry, <laughs> the intro on that one. I thought it was pretty special. Um, I was going to move along to the next thing. I think, I think you wanted to, I think JC said something about, because um, again, in the, in, in the series, in, in the episode, we, we move on to opening the first door and then they go into um, Sokovia with the parents and yeah. I think you said something about DVDs coming out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I jump into that one, one thing I will say uh, for any listeners out there that really have a lot of time on their hands and want to do this, for anybody who's watched the, the movie The Witch, have you guys watched it on Netflix? Or, or yeah. as I, I used to call it, The Vivitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, if anybody can, can do like take Agatha's theme song and slice it into that movie, to make it so that Agatha was behind the whole thing the whole time. <laughs> oh, damn. So damn good, man, if someone could do that. Send that, that to Netflix. Because <laughs> that whole entire movie is just gaslighting. That's what you, you never really see the witch do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, it would be such a good like mashup. But anyways, moving on from that. Um, no, the reason why that I got super excited about the DVDs is that resonated for me multiple ways. And I think I mentioned this maybe in like, 
the first app or something about this being an immigrant story mm-hmm. and about how immigrants like haven't been an immigrant to a country. It's like, yes, you do decode the culture through pop culture to a certain degree. Yeah. But more so, it's like what what her dad was doing is something that I I grew up seeing everywhere. Like when I went away for uni, it was right when Napster kicked off. And and I would come back. And then every time I'd come back home to Honduras, there would be more people in the streets selling DVDs that clearly had been downloaded, movies downloaded from Napster burned onto the onto the dvd and then sold in the street and you saw it all the time and like every time like my parents would come up to visit they'd be like oh hey we got you some movies and stuff and it'd be like <laughs> like either like super bad versions that like everything looks super white or actually like mm. decent versions and stuff uh but it was always like the like 50 lempiras which is the equivalent of like a buck 52 dollars yeah. or so back then um that you would just kind of pick up a, a movie for so when i saw it, i was like no no that tracks that like mm. when you when you're down on your luck and right around and i need to check what was the time frame for this right around that time that's totally something you would see in the third world right and mm. so i thought that was really authentic but also like really sweet how like he's trying to also make a movie night out of it because that's what he has to offer his children right so yeah. the whole thing just really landed because it, it's it's such a story that you get used to oh and also the fact that they used it to have like english night where it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna only speak english like all of that spoke to being an immigrant and i i kind of enjoyed that because we don't hear that a lot in the mcu mm-hmm. so we were talking in our previous podcast about like representation well that's not representing specific like race or culture it is representing a socioeconomic um, yep. level in other countries that oftentimes do- doesn't get talked about in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was a nice kind of like everyday person point of view that is missing, which is nice to have. And then also uh, they do show outside and the war is going on at that point. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's also yes. something that they yes. can use to drown out the, um, the noise of war, uh, yep. which is mm-hmm. something that sadly a lot of people in a lot of different countries have have had to do when you have to raise children in that kind of environment you use things to distract them from what's really going on yeah yeah if you look at it from that perspective it's a little bit of like life is beautiful that old italian movie Mm. uh the dad's constantly trying to just shield them from war and just like Mm. retain their their childhood Mm. it's 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 funny to set up but it's like it's one of the reasons why i like the mcu so much that even though it's a superhero stories and it's it's based in you know you go into space you go into the cosmos there's still a lot of things that are very much grounded in reality and things that are so relatable um you know to someone somewhere <laughs> it's it, there's always going to be some something i think that there's not a lot of um superheroes worlds and universes that um, are able to do that so effectively um and saying that, I'm actually want to, to move on to the next um, bit that I thought was probably the, to me, it was actually the best part of the episode was that, um, and I think JC talked about it, is that scene in the um, Avengers HQ where Vision's um, talking about um, grief and, and love. I thought like the way that, the, the, this, that, that one sentence, that one line he says, so it was just like, I was like, why am I chopping onions? Like, he went so deep for, for what is supposed to be a robot, you know, yeah. caricature. But um, I, I thought that was so, so really well written. I was like, damn, you guys are just, again, hitting me when it hurts. <laughs> um, 
you know, trying to make me cry the <laughs> entire episode, but that was quite cool. I thought that was like, and again, that's what I meant with, um, even though it's superheroes, they are extremely relatable because of these kind of, of, of scenes where it's like, wow, yeah. where, where did that come from? You know, it's like, and, and also it, it gives you, a, a, like you said, an insight into how they fell in love. Because if you remember between, if you've just been skipping between movies and like, oh, you went from the Edge of Ultron, you know, Edge of Ultron into Infinity Wars, it's like, well, certainly they're like, you know, they're spending time together and then bang, they moved in together they're in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. How did that work? How did that happen? And it's like I thought it was a nice touch to see how that that relationship started, or not even started, but solidified itself and, and grew. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, again, that that scene, I don't know. I had to reach for the tissues almost, and I was like, oh no, you know, don't do that to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think the last, the last um, big point, the last one I want to talk about. I think it was the. Um, Hayward scene where Wanda goes and pick up the body yeah. of which you realize is she's not there to steal the body and she didn't go away with it she didn't live with it um and I think we can we can go back we, we can elaborate on that later on in the questions part um of the the episode um so I think my, my next favorite um part of the episode was the um what when we see Wanda getting into the swords HQ and she's confronting no meeting with Haywood and uh she gets to see um, vision's body being taken apart and again that's a, a very sad moment when she realizes that you know you know it's not easy dead but now he's uh is someone else's possession and then she gets down there and she's trying to feel him you know in a non-sexual way and um so she gets again that one line which is i can't feel you and then you 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 this is when you realize it's like, well, a couple of weeks ago, she was living with him, sharing a house, sharing a flat, and she she could feel him. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Best episode ever. <laughs> I'm taking that. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping I'm that. There's but, actually no, a scene yeah. in, um, I can't remember which. Oh, I think it's in Infinity War. Hmm where she actually holds her hand up and you can yeah. see there's a little bit of magic between her hand and the mind stone and she says i can Scotland. feel you yeah yeah um and because the stone is speaking to him and he doesn't understand what it is that the stone is saying um but yeah and then you move you know move forward a couple of weeks later and the guy's is just there um taken apart and and she can't feel his power she can't feel vision anymore so it's it's uh, it's another sad moment um yeah, so I, I, I don't know if you guys also reach for the tissues on that one. It wasn't <laughs> the only one crying at that point. Must have been. Depends on what type of feel you're talking about. All of the feels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to mention the last the last scene, which was also... Oh, no, there's, there's two more, William. Let's go quickly through them. I'm seeing the, the last scene where, obviously, you see um, Agatha with two kids on leash, <laughs> which I thought for a Disney show was a bit, I was like, mm, <laughs> this is you can tell there. they weren't quite sure what to do with that. <laughs> like they ended up with these really thin purple wires, which mm-hmm. don't look like they would, they look like they would actually extend if the kids took a step forwards rather yeah. than sever their throat or choke them or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting, I, I think, it was an interesting setup. I thought. I yeah. Like, Sure, because I, I like I would expect them to be maybe tied up to a tree or something like she was at the start, like to a lamppost or something with the, some energy in the back holding their hands. Like 
Yeah, mean those handcuffs, yeah. Better? Like handcuffs or something? Or just had like smoke something or other. Yeah. Just, yeah. Something wrapping them rather yeah. than holding them by the neck. Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. that's 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 some that's some serious childcare right there, man. Um, <laughs> but again, she's a witch. She's meant to be nasty, so it's like you know that's one of the nastiest way you can you can hold someone. You know, it's like especially someone else's kid. You're like, look, they're my dogs, basically. Um, so I thought I thought it was that was pretty quite interesting. So I'm very aware that it's a Disney property, and I'm like, when I'm watching, I'm, I'm not expecting anything too much that's yeah. too out there you know too violent yeah too violent so it's it's it to me it was not a shock but i was like eh? <laughs> it looks odd but again it, she's it, a witch so it doesn't matter um and then last and yeah. it kind of felt like if you're gonna go to bat and do something that's a little more not r-rated but you know yeah. what i'm talking about like it's it's mm. it's in the upper end of pg-13 that's not the scene i would have picked <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's not the one the one to make a point on <laughs> no. yeah that's true but, uh, but sure, <laughs> they made a choice. They made a choice. Um, and then moving along, um, I think that the, the post or the mid, mid credit scene, I think that was, uh, I was literally uh, almost jumped out of my sofa and, yet, and went, yes, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> when we see a spectral vision or white vision, or depends how you want to call it. And I was like, yes, 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 please. I want to see that, you know, some vision on vision action. That's going to be awesome. Because you know they're gonna they're gonna go full Captain America in in Endgame when they battle each other. It's gonna be the same thing. Like, yes, yes, I'm, I'm I'm there for that. That's the content I want to see. <laughs> anyway, Easter eggs. Um, very light on Easter eggs. I felt this week. I don't know. I, I actually didn't pick up anything apart from no, actually nothing. I got nothing. You guys have some for me. So the, the funny thing about the Easter eggs in this show, ooh, bit of overlap there. The the funny thing about Easter eggs in this episode is that a lot of the Easter eggs tie back into the show itself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's all the references back to um, things that we've seen in the show. Like for example, when we see the hex get made, um, it shows us the fam the Hart family. Um, the woman in the Hart family, sorry, the wife. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows us the mailman was a pizza delivery guy. Um, the uh, thing that I mentioned earlier about Vision and Wanda, like um, that being a mirror of a scene that was in another um, Avengers film, like it, it all just sort of ties back in on itself again. Yep. Um, we can... We um we get the beeping of the Stark bomb, which mirrors the um the beeping of the toaster in episode one, and all kinds of things like that. The heart that's on the deed is reminiscent of the heart that's actually in episode one on the, on the calendar. calendar yeah. yep. You know, um, all stuff like that. All, the intro film, like the DVDs, are the the um the shows that they've been mirroring in the sitcom. Mm-hmm. It, it's all very self-referential. If anything, I found it's the absence of what they didn't address or undid that was interesting. To your point, like we see the DVDs in the suitcase, but we don't see the one that comes after Malcolm in the Middle, like which was meant to be the office, like the the uh, mockumentary style, right? Yeah. Where you get the confessionals and stuff. Like we don't get to see that. It's um, the time. It's the timing. It wouldn't have been on DVD yet. 
Ah, yes, you're right. Yeah. That show wouldn't have been out yet. Yeah, so actually it frames, ah, no, then it is done perfectly, right? Uh, but then how does she have that sitcom moment, right? Or, or maybe that's what she's watching with uh, Vision when they're watching TV in the room in Avengers HQ. Maybe that's what she's watching when she arrived in the States. Yeah. She started to watch those like confessional mockumentary style stuff. Uh, she isn't yet, but she might get there. Like, I think yeah. she's still watching because that's the other thing. The, um, the sitcoms that they actually watch on television in the episode go in roughly in time with the show as well. So yeah. when she's a kid, they watch, um, which one do they watch? They watch the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Um, and then I think later on they show her is it sitting in her cell watching one of the later ones Brady Brunch yes and then yep. they show her watching um Malcolm in the middle when vision comes in oh you're right that is it yeah so maybe it does come later then that she watches the kind of office style stuff yeah yeah um yeah. and maybe they just actually watched it in real time right true true it's also very true yep. So it wasn't it wasn't watched on DVD. It was watched in real time, and that could have been some uh, one of the shows that they shared. Having watched Malcolm in the Middle and stuff yeah. like that, in at that time when they were being held there, um, they might have then actually put on the television and watched yeah. something that was on, and that could have been that makes uh, sense. The Office or Modern Family, because that was one of the ones like the the Easter eggs around the episodes, but also like. I, I was I was trying to track as they were going through like the 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 going through the past moment how it matched up to all the various ads that we saw right all mm -hmm. the adverts, and the only one that I couldn't quite place and I've got my theories about it but it's the the yogurt right, it's mm -hmm. like the, the you yogurt. couldn't you you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't open the magic and it killed you I'm assuming that's somewhat alluding to like people going in with the mind stone and dying every time because they can't they can't unlock its magic is the only way i could connect that because I, I didn't see where the yogurt one ties in i don't know what you guys think uh i think it's more um i think it might be a reference to what could happen to the children if they tried to leave the hex yeah because mm -hmm. remember they they want to eat something and then the shark comes along and gives them the yo magic, but then they can't open it. And I think that, and they end up just starving to death because they can't, they're not real, right? They're not, they wouldn't be able to free themselves or they, sorry, they can't live without the magic. If the, if you think of the yoga oh, no as way. magic okay. itself. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they she can't, can't take the lid off so they can't survive without the magic and and actually and we saw that with vision front and center yes so maybe it's 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 a case of like yo magic represents wanda's magic and other yeah. people can't use it to 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 keep themselves wherever they are they would die trying to, to they would try they would die waiting for it yeah well they were specifically made by the magic yeah the kids were made by the magic so they would die mm. if they don't okay. if they don't have access to it yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so that that was one I picked up on, and the theory. other, and that no, but but no, but you're right. That mm. that 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 would track actually, uh, because that one I was curious about, and then the other one was uh, the mailman. Like we talked about the postman. <laughs> yeah. It's like also it's like he's just a dude. Mm. <laughs> with, I was like, oh man, like we had all these theories, Easter eggs with the postman, or like, yep. 
No go. The, the only Mephisto related, which I think we've we're all. I don't know if everybody's still on the on the Mephisto bandwagon, but I think we're slowly coming off of it. Um, eh. But in one of the symbols that was set up around the room, it had a big M. That's the that's what only thing I picked up on. That's why I'm still riding that train. <laughs> that's why I'm still on. That's I'm still on the the nightmare Mephisto train. He's my driver, it's and possible. I'm following him. So, yeah. I, and the book, not... the book still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The book still a thing. Yeah, we don't know about it yet. Still Although there's a lot more, but um, more, but there's a lot more YouTube videos going around about um, what was the other guy, the, the other bad guy you mentioned, Dave? I think last week. Uh, um, Katon, 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 yeah, whatever you say it. Which I don't think they'll pick him because his name is just too hard to pronounce. That's mm. not good marketing. Mm. So, <laughs> mm. But in terms of storyline and, and how, how they are, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's too complicated. He's not going to get hired. Sorry, Shathan. We would love him. to have you. <laughs> You're cool and everything, but you can't. Uh, no, but he's he's he's, um, he's mentioned like the the story that they're sort of heavily relying on like during during inspirations from is is from him. That's that's his storyline. So yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Or, or, or would they bring him in the cast and go like, "We really like your look, but would you consider changing your name to Tom?" Yeah, because Tom, Tom, Tom would sell really well with our U.S. Sell audience. Can, can we do that? <laughs> you'll, you'll sell really well to uh, um, you know housewives between thirty-five and forty-five. You know, key demographics. And, and he's like, "I've had this name for three thousand years, but let me see what I can do." <laughs> he's like, "Well, we're gonna change your look a little bit. We're gonna make you tall." you know dark hair and just call you agent hayward <laughs> how, how, how do you we feel about a, about a cardigan we could totally put a cardigan on you and and kids would love it everywhere it's like you can come in so like take off your shoes and there's like a little a little train track you play with and all of a sudden it's a kid show there you go, there you Damn, go. i'm there for that yeah uh, <laughs> i'm totally be there for that mr yeah. rogers meets kathon no that would be weird. Yep. It looks like you got something else to add to that, that theory. Oh, no. I'm done with my thought theory. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dangerously close to red card, so I'm going to step away from that theory. You already had a red card. You can't get get any worse. Um, well, I mean, the, the, the one that I want to kind of get your th- guys' thoughts on is just the overwhelming theme of mental health throughout this. I just think mm-hmm. that it's done in very... Uh, in a very smart and considered way is was kind of my takeaway from it uh, all the way from the, the, the initial kind of moment where we're going down through memory lane. And, and the fact we, you brought up earlier, someone's mentioned like Agnes is going through that moment or Agatha is going through that moment with curiosity. Right. And if this were talk therapy and they were talking to you through a traumatic moment, that's the way you should attack it or approach it is you should go through it with a lot of with a lens of curiosity uh, to just understand those moments rather than judge those moments. Yeah. Um, and I felt that that worked very effectively when you look at it through the mental health uh, um, kind of like lens of things. Um, but also at the same time, one of the things that haven't gone through behavioral therapy it's like you're never taken through all those memories at that level all at once. Like that, that would be considered a very unkind way of having someone process trauma. But 
Agatha's not there to be kind, right? So that part I can understand. But the fact that you would actually go through it and ask all those questions throughout that sequence is very much tracks. Uh, but then when we then get further dropped in, like the mental health within the mental health, where we see vision and, and Wanda, to your point, that very, very emotional scene. But that's another moment of how to manage grief is that you begin to understand what it means rather than fight against it, right? So, so Wanda's clearly fighting against her grief. And then when Vision says that, it's like, that's just another way of love continuing to show up. Yeah. That's just classic reframing, right? Mm. In, in mental health, it's like you reframe it and then you empower the person to use that feeling in a different way rather than, than trying to suppress the feeling. So I thought that was also super, super, super well done. Um, and, then, um, uh, and then as we kind of come out of it, and she has the moment where she's at the plot of land. Um, that's another really, for me, really, really interesting point because it's, it, her breakdown happens when she considers the life. It doesn't happen when she considers the loss. She considers the life that's that lay ahead yeah, of them. Mm-hmm. And that's when the real breakdown happens. Um, so for me, just all of it, man, just like it spoke a lot to, to a lot of issues of mental health that I feel very passionate about. And I'm just glad that finally that stuff gets to show up because we've been teased about it so much in this episode, but they did it, I felt in a considered way. It's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's um, interesting to see what point she finally broke down um you know and went super powerful and, and let all of that those emotions out you know and created an entire um, house and everything um and i think that's the most important part it's like it's for, for the experience of grief is usually it's um when when somebody you know passes away and everything you know something that that horrible happens to anyone um, usually, usually, you know, one reaction could be that you it's disbelief, right? Or so it's not happening, it's not real, it's not blah, blah. But I think the the realization realization part of something, you know, someone is gone forever is the, the the little things, the little things that happen when it's you realize that oh, that person is not there to share that moment mm-hmm. with me, and it's actually mm-hmm. are the moment that are the worst in terms of mental health. Mm-hmm. It's not who is gone and who you know what happened it's more like man i'll never get to do xyz with that person like we never get to share those moments and i think that's why that scene was so amazing it's just like suddenly it's it's not like her looking back and saying oh you know he's no longer there it's like damn like this this should have been us living together having maybe kids or something and having we were supposed to grow old together grow old and that's exactly the message that's on there it's it's, yeah that's that's after those the a great moment it was well very well portrayed there yeah And, and there was one more that um this is definitely looking into it i don't think they expressly mm. wanted to do this or maybe they did i'm not gonna have credit but um there's something that i've been told in the past um where where they tell you that wisdom is the intersection of emotion emotions and rationality right it's like you can be extremely like spock rational about things you can be like totally like emotional out of control about things and wisdom is when you find the sweet spot in the middle. Um, and that's why I thought that that scene, the way that she was coming at it very much from an emotional perspective, just like, this sucks. Like, my brother's gone. Like, my family's gone. And, and Vision, all he can offer is rationality. All he can offer is like, well, but it can't all be that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. It, it makes a very rational statement. And I feel that that's where their relationship together means they balance each other out mm-hmm. to get that sweet spot in the middle. And I just like off the back, of that, I was just like, I now am fully invested in this relationship. And I love that that's who they are to each other. Like I can understand now why they got together was before I was like, why is she looking after an Android? Like, <laughs> why, why is she looking at him? I'm like, I'm like, we got America's ass on the other side. It's like, why is she <laughs> yeah. looking at like Android guy? It's because of and, his sentient weapon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go there again. Their best, best episode ever. <laughs> so, again, so, that, that, so that, that's why it was very important to, 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 to yeah. see those little bits in between the, the movies. Because yeah, to yes. me, like, like you, that's what I said before, is that it didn't make that much sense to why they were in love. Correct. It, and it mm, felt yeah. really like like out of nowhere. I was like, huh? Why? But then it does make a lot of sense now. You see it from that perspective. Yeah. It's it's yeah. they they complete each other. That's how it is. Uh, which which if, also, yep. God. No, no. I was I was I was gonna go back into into Wanda's life now because it's like if you think about it, cause it again, there are theories that her kids are not real, um, or that okay. in the last episode the kids might die but i don't think that's going to be a thing or they, they will just disappear and it's like if you think about it her parents are gone the brother's gone so that's direct family that are all, all dead the men that she was married to was she were they married technically yeah they, well they, they they felt like they were married um so the, the 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 other half is also gone and it's probably i think you know it's reading into next this week's episode number episode nine i think vision might die again um so everyone that was close to her will be gone and now if you take the kids away as well because you know it's the, the wonder story is a, a very sad one why would there be um, anything happy to happen you know that would happen to her in the future I, th- I think we might see that she goes completely you know in, in a, even yes. in a deeper you know um, mindset after that if, if who knows what's going to happen at the end of episode nine if you, if, if, you, if she realizes that the kids weren't real or they can't get out of the hex and you know it's 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 going to be an interesting thing and, it's, and, and again in terms of mental health that's going to be uh, uh, another massive blow probably the biggest blow out of them all because it's like it's the kids is even more you know intolerable in terms of pain and and, <laughs> and suffering if if anything goes wrong with them and it's like I, I can't see any happy um happy ending I was gonna say but yeah they're happy happy endings for for wonder in terms of wonder vision as a series like maybe in, in dr strange 2 there's going to be some sort of uh betterment for her i don't know but for now i'm like i'm very <laughs> going it, it into depends. a very dark path for her it, it depends this is are, are we in theories territory now yeah, sure. pivot into it yeah go on um because there is the possibility that uh whatever happens between vision and vision they can't work out their conflicts um vision could phase into white vision's body yeah i mean and I... use that husk to survive outside of the hex so so i was i was totally there for that theory as well I was completely like I was actually very much uh, agreeing with that. But then also, if you've watched Spider-Man Three, um, Far From Home, the the first Two. five minutes, for, oh yeah, 
Oh, okay. Spider-Man 2. Sorry, Spider-Man mm. 2. No, let's go keep this three. So, um, so Far From Home, the, the opening, there's a lot of, um, um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff for Iron Man saying, you know, he died as a hero. But it's also a bit for Vision, where you see that he he's considered as dead and gone. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of homage being paid to him. And it's like Spider-Man 2, Far From Home is taking place after WandaVision. So it's like, to me, it's like, oh shit, the <laughs> guy, mm. guy is actually uh, dead. Uh, mm. Good point, so they, good point. Good yeah, point. very good point. I, I like that. But I do, I do like the option of transferring Vision's um, conscious you know, or spirit or soul or whatever into the, the spectral vision or white vision. That would be cool too. Because that's what they wanted to do in Infinity War anyway, right? They were they were trying to get the stone out and keep the the rest of vision mm. functioning. Mm. Correct. I don't know. But I agree with you. That's that's a good, oh. uh, good theory. Oh, and we we know that Shuri's got vision backed up. Well, she started it. She did start it. I don't know if she's completed the task. Yeah, did she complete it? it? Yeah, that, that's the question. Yeah, because if, if they've got vision backed up, they've got a new body. Wanda kind of does a little <laughs> magic Which is what thing happens and to Ultron, starts right? him. Yeah. So Started in theory, that could division. happen. Yeah. 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 Oh, like no. This one. <laughs> in terms of, of theories also, there's, there's um, the theory that um, Ultron is going to be somehow in episode nine because of um, James Spade's voice being cast for episode nine. He's on the IMDb. So, um, he was the voice of Ultron in, in the film. So He's somehow involved in episode be a flashback. Mm. Surely it could, it could be sure like a flashback, be a flashback, or you know, like um, yeah. the Captain Marvel stuff that we've gotten. Possible, but I'm I'm thinking also that it might be that, and that's one of the you know question list is like, what does White Vision sounds like? Maybe as a troll trolling moment, they just put his voice, Ultron's voice, as Vision. You know, would Sword <laughs> do that? <laughs> just a troll, just troll everyone, just put. put it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, put it this way, it brings up the, the topic of, and, and David, you touched on it earlier. It's like, there's so much to answer in the last episode. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I'm willing to put down bets that we get an hour episode. It's just, there's no way you can get through all that in, in, in a, even a 40 minute format. You need an extra 20 minutes mm-hmm. to wrap all this up. Uh, it's so much. Even yeah. if you're just setting up, there's still a lot to do for the setup to be effective. So I really hope it's not a thirty-minute episode. No, it won't be. Yeah, I just yeah. It for me, I just struggle. I don't know. I'm kind of struggling to see where yeah how how things are resolved. Like it's easy to say, sure there'll be, um, Wanda versus Agatha. There'll be Vision versus Vision at some point. Um, but what happens with Pietro? What happens with Monica? Uh, what happens with the children? Like I, I just don't know where they're gonna go, how they're gonna resolve all those different areas. Well, they do the the MCU, the MCU, where which is you'll get answers in in the movies over an extended period of time. You know, you'll you'll get you'll get a little bit of an answer in, Cap, uh, you know, maybe Captain Marvel too. So well, are, but, yeah. but we're talking about like even yeah. setting up the question at this point yeah. there right. takes yeah. a little also, time yeah they're all literally standing in the same place <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true 
no but i mean like, like oh what happened to the you know, let's say there's a big fight and something it's like oh you know the kids disappear or whatever it's like well you get your answer in five years time don't worry oh right. now. yeah that, that's where I'm, yeah. I'm coming from yeah but I understand, like, yeah. like loki yeah. escaping in um exactly in endgame yeah. they might yeah. not get a payoff for everything mm. we need a reason to escape new jersey it's like, <laughs> never. <a> <laughs> <laughs> never stay in new jersey new, but, uh, new jersey is nice uh, on a theory note, though, I've 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 decided to throw away all my theories, and I've I've mm. come down back down to like I think in the next one, we're gonna get Wanda finding like the the payout from Vision's pension, <laughs> where it says the amount of money that he left her, um, because clearly oh. we're now involved <laughs> in superhero finances, <laughs> and that's what I was gonna Equity, say. Equity, baby. Equity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vision was worth how much? I gotta be. I was like, after I finished the episode, like the only thing that came to mind was that that line from Beyonce, which is like, "Pay me in equity. Watch me reverse out of debt." Like, <laughs> that's because I'm like, he's got all the money in the world. They're Avengers, and he got yeah. a crappy plot in New Jersey. I'm like, come on, in the most well, rundown town. I was like, what? <laughs> you say that, but two things. Civil yeah. War, I'm pretty sure part of the agreement to be registered superheroes came with a pension, making them the highest paid public <laughs> officials in America and Wakanda, of course. Yeah. And um, why did he choose the plot which happened to be next to the bewitched house with a witch's basement next to it? <laughs> So you're saying the deed the deed was planted in the car? It's possible. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Well, and and they do say that there was a last will and testament, right? Yep. Yep. So, but we don't know we don't necessarily know that this is it, right? It could have been planted. So that was the only thing in the envelope. Yeah. Or or that was the only thing. Yeah. 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 True. So well, oh. Superhero finances are a thing now, guys. Let's pivot again. Do you guys have any more questions that came up apart from the the, the finances of <laughs> vision finances? Uh, I think my only question that came to me was like, what? And I don't know why I keep going back to this. Like, what will white vision sound like? And I don't know why it's such an important question to me. I need to know, and I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't matter to anyone else but me. I bet it's Paul Bettany. I bet he plays both of them. And 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 which would be what um, that that quote from Paul Bettany saying that he's going to act in the, you know, in the last the last episode is going to be acting opposite to one of the, somebody he wanted to act forever or you yeah. know since he's been, he's been a kid and it's like well it's fucking himself isn't it yeah. <laughs> which is one of the greatest troll of all time if it's yeah. really that always wanted to do a one man show yep. Oh, if he like recreates, you guys remember Jim Carrey's acceptance speech where he won against himself, and he was like, "I refuse to lose against myself." <laughs> that would be so that. <laughs> it was like the MTV like movie awards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so the other one that's going around though is that yep. it could it could be which I had not thought of, which it could be Dick Van Dyke. Because Dick Van Dyke was a was a consulting producer on on, on that on WandaVision, yeah. that's for sure. And I'm like, playing what Vision. if playing what though? Yeah, White Vision. 
Well, as as as, as the voice, that's the voice, oh. the voice of white vision. <laughs> and I'm totally joking about this, but uh, <laughs> I it, almost prefer my, a, I almost prefer mine, which, which is Friday. It would be Friday's voice, you know, like a a, a, a lady's voice to <laughs> in the body of vision. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Benny's trolling us like. Big time. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I don't yeah. think it's a big real as we thought it was going to be anymore. It's the the one constant that we've had in, uh, uh, um, pretty much across every single MC MC well in the MCU, it's always like the the, the craziest theories. It's never that. Like so, every time we look too much into it, it's yeah. like they always go with the most simple explanation or the most straightforward or the the. So, like I, you know, when I when I mentioned Al Pacino, Al Pacino like a couple episodes mm. ago, and I was like, yeah, it makes sense, but it's you know, it's, it's like nah, they never go there. <laughs> that's yeah, what, yeah. and that's why I'm I'm really riding hard on on the Doctor Strange because you know Doctor Strange is already there. It, it cost them nothing to to drop in there and no need explanations. Mm. Well, that's it, you know, just a full bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's under yeah. contract. It's a lot easier. Um, anything else? Any other questions that you guys had? I think I think it's just uh, so um, Darcy's story. This one intrigued me. What we didn't get any. Uh... I think I was just listing out things that I I'm concerned. Like hmm. Monica Rambo's story, Darcy's story, Agent Wu. I'm invested in Agent Wu. Sorry, I am. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also like the rationale for Hayward because it seems so ominous, and I was just like, oh, it's just building stuff. I'm like, no, no, we got, we got, there's more, there's more to the sword story. I'm, I'm, so oh, yeah. There's a lot to tie up. That was my point with those questions. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of getting his behavior in the same way that we, we talked about um, mental health. I'm putting him as a, somebody who's suffering from PTSD. So again, mental health as in somebody that was there doing the blip mm. and, um, and somebody that had to suffer the consequences of what happened, so, you know, that there was a, something that happened because of the superheroes mm. and he doesn't want to see that get repeated he doesn't want to have to deal with that stuff again so he's taking all the steps to not having this repeating again so i think he he's i thought he was a a villain as in you know with magical powers but i think he's just a guy that that was there and throughout the the entire mess and he's just trying to use the same tactics that actually he's trying he's actually literally using the same tactics that um the same um the same methods that um tony stark yeah he's using yeah. vision he's like i yeah. want i want to yeah. protect everyone yeah i'm rebuilding him yeah boom yeah. let's go and he's probably using the same um the same um technology than tony stark's because he's there's no stone there it's mm. the arc mm. yeah <laughs> um, but then i i just don't get why he would just like so what visions go uh, white visions going in there to kill everyone like there's citizens in there like regular people in there so so what is what is what are his intentions by sending white vision in there i, I think he's going with the um you know like the, if if i have to kill a bunch of people just to get rid of one or two bad apples let's so be it you know they're in they're, they're like um casualties of of, of the war right they just mm-hmm. happen to be there but wrong 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 place wrong time and you know they, there's no other way to deal with it just might as well you know did it deal with it that way so I, I don't think he's thinking rationally because of again if if we go with the ptsd route 
it's like you know i really can't be dealing with something on the you know on the microscopic level and be really uh, chirurgical with it and like being really specific with it i'm just gonna napalm the whole thing get rid of it and then but also vision isn't napalm right like his powers aren't such that he would go in and just destroy the whole hex and everything in it so he's a robot he's just there taking orders so he'll do yeah but but i mean the, the nature of like if this was if they were sending in the Hulk. I don't know. The yeah, Hulk. Okay. the Hulk. The Hulk is a go in, and you know, yeah. physically, he's just gonna tear stuff up. Correct. Vision's powers aren't don't have that kind of nature to them. Um, so sure. I wonder if I wonder what he's actually going to like. What the objective will be Correct. when he's sent into the hex. And, and also, like the whole scene when Wanda goes to visit him in the past is is very interesting because uh, one, he decides to let her in yeah. knowing that vision is taken apart mm-hmm. and then shows him, shows her vision. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that like for someone that just lost someone to see your loved one dismembered in front of you being taken yep. apart is really unkind. Like that, that's just really just being horrible if I'm honest. But it and, is and I wonder if he, she did ask for it. Yes. In all fairness. Good point. I, I, he, I think he might have done that because when she touches him, I think he was hoping that there was a chance that would bring him back to life. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Exactly. Yep. Mm. Yes. I, I think that he feels he needs Wanda and he's going to deploy mm. White Vision in because I bet you White Vision doesn't have the abilities that normal Vision has. And he's deploying into the hex to try to get them to that level again. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I just think that his motives are still very up in the air and we need to get more before moving on is my view, but maybe they don't. I think Hayward is sort of, I I think that we're going towards a phase where, because that was in the comics also where superheroes are looked as, at least by, by people on earth as this, you know, they're now the new baddies because of all this, the, the places they've wrecked and all the lives they, you know, how many people, right. Yeah. Um, and I think Haywood is in that mindset where it's like, she's a superhero. Like we were in trouble partly because of her, right? All the things that happened for a few years ago, she was in it. So like mm. she's got no, he's got no th- sympathy for her. It's like, well, you want to see the body, you know, go and see it. Of course, there might be the motive of you know, if, if she touches him, that might power him up and, you know, he might, he might do that. But I, I, the way I saw it when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I think he's like, I got no time for you because at, you know, at the end of it, you're like, part of you're part of it. Mm. You're the problem. Mm. Um, so that's that's how I kind of now view Hayward to be. He's, he's trying to do his job to protect people and it, the people he's protecting is not the superheroes. Like he's not counting on them. He's going to use them as weapons. If, if he can build more weapons like Vision, he will do. And um, that's how they treat her when she comes out of the hex with the um, yes, with the drone. It's guns pointed. It's they treat her like a threat. And and again, if you if you look at it, um, the end of Spider-Man Two, um, Spider-Man's gonna have to go into hiding, and he's uh, being portrayed as the bad guy because he's the guy who mm. killed. Mm. Um, I forgot his name now, but yeah, he then Spider-Man Three is which is being filmed right now. He's going away. Yeah, Mysterio. Um, and Mysterio frames Spider-Man as the bad guy, and now you're seeing that shift of 
superheroes being loved by everyone to now oh, maybe they're not also um, kids friendly. Um, right. Any more questions? Anything else comes to mind? <sighs> We've gone through it. We've done it. Um, any hopes? Any oh, come on, let, let's let's leave with that. Any anything you want to see in episode nine? In particular, like a character or, or uh, yeah, or I want to see Monica Rambo do some badass shit with some badass powers. Same. Yep. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that and Doctor Strange. That's it. <laughs> Justice for Sparky. <laughs> Sparky needs to come back here, man. Someone's like, gonna pay. It's like it's like he's all got like like red eyes and like and like he's got like magic flowing around him and stuff. He's like up in the air. Yeah, totally. He's got like a little suit one. with a with a cape, dude. I'm dealing the final that blow. all week. Yeah, <laughs> just I I, th- I feel that we need to start a hashtag Justice for Sparky. That's Justice all. That's all I want. <laughs> No Walk away. Oh. My grand theories are gone. All I want is a dog to show up again. <laughs> oh my god! If they do that, then you win. Um, all right, cool. Whew, we've done it. We've done it. Um, thanks, Dave, for joining again. One more week. Yes. Cool. Appreciate we'll, we'll it. Catch you in the next one. Do you want to plug your podcast one more time? Yes, I am the host and one part of the Grit and Grind Basketball Podcast, along with Tom and the other members, Michael Downey and Jose Garcia Vidal. Uh, we post our podcast every Wednesday. So yeah. tune in if you're into basketball. We will do. And I am already because I'm part of the podcast. So I'm already all tuned in. <laughs> um, thanks, JC, for um, spending an hour with us and, and walking us through the episode as you do so well. And uh, we anytime, anytime, yes, anytime. Well, anytime will be next week. One more time. Yeah, exactly. One last time. <laughs> Um, Don't reach anyway, for the tissues again, Tom. Reach for the tissues. <laughs> 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 tissues. I need to go shopping. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's, let's keep the the sentient weapon in storage, please. Right. Hey, ladies. <laughs> on, <laughs> on that bombshell, please, please, please um, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you can uh, see us and find us. Please hit the subscribe button. Also. Um, thanks and a big shout out to the 900 and something um, subscribers we currently have yeah. on Instagram and I just discovered now the 300 subscribers as well follow us we've got on Twitter as well I didn't know that we were there but that's a cool thing too thank you guys for um, giving us your your thumbs up so I was going to say but that's a YouTube thing um, talking about YouTube please subscribe there also um, we would like to see those numbers go up because we would like to be YouTubers one day I called my mom I said mom I want to be a YouTuber I want to change career and she said yes darling yes <laughs> 39 that's exactly what you should be doing so she believes in me and you should believe in the same thing she believes in thank you mom um anyway <laughs> that's the longest you, outro of all time <laughs> you know you know what i believe in in no. the other podcast series that we just dropped around black history yes Month that people should check out because we've got david in as a guest on that one as well and we're dropping all recommendations around black history month and uh, how you can go check out properties that are either black owned created or star and uh, definitely go check it out it's a great conversation yeah, three episodes so far, three parts. Uh, episode four yeah. is dropping sometime this week, and then we'll have one more, which I'm actually very excited about. Um, anyway, again, thanks, guys, for joining. We'll catch you in the recap of episode nine next week. Same time, same place. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Justice for Sparky. <laughs>